0: All right, y'all, it's the time of day that you've been waiting for. It is the one show on air that will take you from the boardroom to the bedroom, from politics to the pulpit and everything in between with your favorite friends. You are about to join the crew for Fresh Fire and our new hot topic today. Tune in as we do what we do all together. What's up everybody, welcome to the crew.
1: Formerly the pastor study And look, last week was so good We back in the man cave One more we time are, We are, And yeah. this, this is no disrespect to the ladies The ladies yeah. are fantastic But every now and again We gotta do some conversations And talk about some things yeah. That sometimes the ladies aren't always here So shout out to Marcia Shout out to Alvin, Who's not with us today But we here We got Tauntaun is in the house On his day job He's a commonwealth attorney But but now you just Tauntaun I'm right? just
2: Tonton right now What's man? up I'm man? Sheltering. I got my hoodie on on and I know, man.
1: You, yeah, yeah. I, I, you been yeah. shanking people, man. You know,
2: yeah. you know. They need to be shanked.
1: If <laughs> people get shanked more often, they'd be all right. Now, now, next time you come with a hoodie that say "I will shank you," right? You you working on t-shirts, right? But I, you, I already
2: got the t-shirt. You need somebody you need a gave me that. They gifted that
1: to somebody me. Somebody need to bless I you, with a hoodie.
2: It. Yeah, with a hoodie and a hat and a hat that said "I'll shank, I'll shank you. you."
1: Yeah, yeah. yeah. Put that out there for the listeners. Yeah,
2: yeah. 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 And, and put up that I'll shank you hard. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> to the white (laughs) meat, to the white meat.
1: Boy, you was crazy.
2: I'm just saying. Just to the white <laughs> be, yeah.
1: Are you sure you with a common attorney, man? <laughs> you know, I
2: believe in accountability, bro. I, you know, I, see, I, I don't man. mess with nobody, but when they come for you, you got to make sure they, they they feel that walk. I so, see. So, you know, okay. I
1: see. Womp, womp, womp. And, uh, we got Ray-Ray back, man. ray, ray Little Ray-Ray. Ray-Ray in the house, man. I'm back in the building okay. as the kids. On okay. oh, the day job, he's the bishop. He's the bishop.
3: <laughs> What's up, Ray-Ray? Bishop. <laughs> ray? <laughs> <laughs> What's up, bishop? <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> man, I'm good. It's just, it's just good to be with y'all. Listen, man, I've been very fortunate and blessed to have access to opportunity in my life, and so, like, uh, I, I have my two weeks of residency at Regent. I'm a part of this hybrid program between Regent and Bangor University, working on a second PhD. And nice. I don't know why in the world I consented to that, but I'm in it. I'm doing it, and uh, it's been good so far.
1: You're gonna be a doc- doctor, doctor, <laughs> doctor, doctor. So we got okay. we got Alvin as doctor, doctor. doctor. Yeah. We got Ray gonna be doctor, 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 doctor. bishop. This shit. Yeah. You, you and me the same. We just got a couple of degrees, two, three degrees. No, I mean, I how I many got a, you got? I got a doctor. Yeah, I got jurisdiction.
2: Do- yeah, so I got a doctor. You got three degrees? No, I got two. You got two. I got what I needed, and then I got out. <laughs> <laughs> I ain't mad. Okay. I Listen, got what man. I
3: needed. I and then I got out. I got from
2: Now you
1: trying to go back to school at <laughs> all?
2: Absolutely <laughs> not. I'm with you, man. I am done. I went I finished schooling before I turned 25.
1: And I said, that that was it. That was it for you? That was it. But I do like academia setting, though, because there's something yeah. about being around intelligent people, man, that yeah. I do like. I could be around intelligent people and not be in school. Right. Okay. But you, but you could be a professor, yeah. School don't mean yeah. you intelligent. Yeah. Come on.
2: School don't, don't mean like you like intelligent. A, let me tell you, so there's some dumb people who are attorneys. Yeah. <laughs> straight <laughs> dumb. I don't even know how they are dumb as a rock. I don't even know <laughs> how they I don't even want to talk about clergy. I'm just that's whole, saying. You know good well in our profession. They
3: go pay $1.99 and get their license off the wall. somewhere. make us all look crazy. Lord. Listen. This Lord, is not what I would death. not go to.
2: I'm just saying, I won't go to them. Hello? Yeah. Yeah. Mm, they nah. don't even practice their own
3: medicine,
2: do don't mm. practice their own medicine. They won't even see themselves if they get sick.
1: <laughs> 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 well, look, we about to go to break... Y'all know how we roll on the show. Listen, we need y'all to make sure you comment, right? Go to our Facebook page, our YouTube page. Y'all see how we do and This is the man came to this show. gonna be off the chain today. Drop comments. Let us know what you think. I know you might be listening on WHOV. That's cool, too. Check out the podcast. Check it out on YouTube, Facebook. Drop a comment. Let us know what you think. We're going to take a break. Come back. Got another fire show for you here on WHOV and YouTube and Instagram and Facebook and all the other stuff we got going on. Welcome back to The Crew, WHOV, YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, podcast. Before we go any further, we got to give a big shout-out to our producer extraordinaire, Jason Compton. Jada hooked up the man cave. You got us looking good. Got us producing us right. I want to say thank you to Jay. You're doing a great job, man. We appreciate you. Mm -hmm. Look, fellas. Um... We we gotta talk, man. We we gotta talk. You know, last week we talked about chivalry, man. You know, Tom, you brought it up about the girl that proposed to the guy got down on one knee. That's what she did. But you know, before we were the crew, we were the pastor study. We were right, right? And I think every now and again we gotta take it back to the roots and have Mm. some some real talk, spiritual conversation. We gotta go church. Man, listen, man. We gotta go to church. So I you know, I, I to, just want to have a conversation.
3: Before the service. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's right. where we gotta go.
1: <laughs> we talked about the men last week too and, and gender roles and what's going on, but I want to talk about today how come men don't go to church. <coughs> I want to talk about the state of you sure you wanna talk about that? I want to talk about it, man. Okay. We need to have this conversation okay. about uh, the men about and church and Listen, uh, Ray, I know that you know in most black churches, they're predominantly 90%
3: women. 90% female.
1: Predominantly women, right? And COVID did not help at Hell all. None. Yeah. And I'm, I'm getting calls from from wives and, and people like, Pastor, you know, I want to come back, but I don't want to come back by myself.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I want my husband to come with me, and it's just been a tug of war trying to, what's going on with the brothers. And this, this is just recent. This is This has been going on for a minute. This is
2: the history of the church.
1: So we all men of men of faith here, men of the cloth. Tom, you on our side for this show, man? Because you know you be bashing us sometimes, man
2: you going to get bashed. So <laughs> I'm, gonna, just gonna, <laughs> who I'm just gonna get, I mean, who I is, going to... I'm today. ready to go I, to receive. I'm going uh, to receive who who my are you who are you the, 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 the I'm just saying, you're going to get bashed. <laughs> <laughs> just, just, you going to get bashed. So just, just Put just your know, faith
1: cloth on today. Nah,
2: my faith cloth stay on. <laughs> <laughs> that's
3: going to be the profit today. <laughs> you're gonna get yeah, you going to get bashed, bro. You're going right. to get bashed. Now, we need to have an honest conversation. Let's do it. So let's have
1: it. Todd, I want to start with you, man. What's so, your assessment of men and church and... Why don't men, why don't we see more men engaged in church? So
2: let's just go ahead on and say this. If you took the average male who never goes to church, may have gone to church before, but now they just do not go and don't want to go ever. And you tell that young man or that older man, hey, I got a million dollars that's going to be in this pew, at this section of the pew with your name on it if you come. What do you think he going to do? You show up. He's going to show up. Why is he going to show up? For the money. Because he's showing up for something that he wants. He wants. Yeah. He's showing up with the expectation that he's going to get something that's going to enhance or improve the quality of his life. Mm. And so what, and and this is generally speaking, because you got churches that preach the word on a regular basis and, uh, people may not go as well, but the reality of it is you got people who have church hurts or have been to churches that they felt they didn't get anything out of it. And because they didn't get anything out of it, it's like, why waste my time? I Only have some of them one day out of the week that they can particularly rest because Saturday is a honeydew day For the most part or you got to run errands and do whatever so Outside of going to church on Sunday people rest and so for them It's like why mess up my one day I could chill and go and listen to somebody holler ain't giving me no word all they give me is their opinion and then they living like a hoe. Mm. So why in the world would I go? <laughs> there it is. And, you and, know what um, he ain't already, right? There it saying, is. There it is. Know, c- come on. Because here's the thing. You may think that, you know, you're doing that to Sister Sally over there uh, on, on Monday. But everybody know because Sister Sally then told somebody. Hello? And so everybody already know what you're doing.
1: But what you're describing is the product. Okay? I'm not going because the product isn't what I... Want it to be
2: I'm not going because I don't feel my life is being enhanced The quality of my life is being enhanced or will be I don't have an expectation
1: So what makes it different than for men versus women because women go even if the product isn't What necessarily they may want it to be or hope mm-hmm. it will be they still go? Yeah,
2: they do go So what's the difference? Well, I think for for women. I think they are more hopeful And I think many times their faith tends to be stronger than that of a lot of men. Because if you look at women and men in different households, many times it's the woman that has a stronger faith than the men do. And if her faith is stronger, then she's going to have a greater hope and expectation to receive something that is going to enhance the quality of her life spiritually and then overall. But if... If he, if he's not the spiritual head of that house, Uh-oh. and she's the spiritual head of that house, then he's gonna lag.
1: Now you talked about last week, man. Yeah, you I'm talking about roles <laughs> from
2: last week. I'm just saying because if you you can, you, you both of us. I mean, all of y'all. You, we can name a whole bunch of households where, for the most part, the woman is the spiritual head of that household and not the man. And so, if that's the case she is going to have a a faith and a hope that she's going to get something out of that service versus him Mm.
1: but men go to restaurants yeah but you can't compare
2: restaurants with church because here's the reality of it is you got to always eat but if your spiritual uh setting is not mature where you think that you need spiritual food to eat guess what you'll starve to death and if you starve to death spiritually you're going to die spiritually correct but you don't see that immediately because go. the consequence is not always immediate yeah, there you but go. the consequence is always immediate if you don't eat you will starve to death
1: now time you just, just hold on cuz last week man you just came on this show <sighs> oh, last god. week oh, and Lord. talked about the fact that we couldn't take god out of it right that you I had did. to have god in it that's I the did. reason why we got so much dysfunction so to say I that did. you can't see it you can see it. We do see the impact of a lack of spirituality in our in our community. We see that now.
2: We see it, but you're talking about the individual, individual man. Yeah. I'm talking about the individual I got person you. I got who you. is not going. They may not see it. And yeah. then, come on, let's give yeah, you a little yeah. Bible. The Bible says that if uh, one of the spouses they are unsaved, yeah. the other one sanctifies Sanctify. the right. other. One. So, guess what? He is living off the mercy and the grace, grace of that woman going to church and living the lifestyle of holiness because the Bible says they're one, and she sanctifies him because of her relationship with Christ.
1: As he goes and watches football, as he goes and watches and football, and as he goes and plays golf, so, so Ray, help golf. us, man. What what I mean? Listen, we in this together, man. It's, I mean, yeah,
3: absolutely. What yeah, is I, it? I think all of what Tom is saying is actually correct, and I think it is—well, inc- let me start here. Men don't respond until they feel it, and where it's got to—they have to—it's got to it's gotta hit them in areas of their lives to where now they realize, I need God. And a lot of times, there is not the communication that creates the sense of urgency within men— so that they understand their lack of spirituality is causing them to die daily at a rate where it's not necessarily seen in their temporal life. So let a crisis hit the house. Then when a crisis hits the house, he loses his job, something happens to one of his children, or God forbid a diagnosis takes place with his wife, then all of a sudden now there's that sense of urgency and that brother is going to be at the altar. That's just the reality of what it is. And I don't think it's just germane to men. I think that's human nature. Human nature doesn't respond until there's a crisis that forces them to have to respond. And the way that the times are right now, just for me, if I am, and I am a man, but for men who are trying to lead families in this culture, you can't do it without God. Because you got all types of not heaven going on in your house with your children. You got all kind of stuff going on on your job. People are driving around half high every day. God knows that's you, true. You need God. And so you the urgency... Has not been there yet for men for them to make the association that my solution out of the climate of my house the climate that's going on around me the issues with my money god has an answer for that now on the other side of that i think one of my young dudes said this to me we were having a discussion in our men's meeting and he said pastor you have to address what's going on culturally around us, because it is not that men are not gravitating to the church or gravitating to spirituality, I should say. They are gravitating to what is appealing to them and what is psychologically drawing them in so he was talking about uh the hebrew israelites and so he began to talk about that and i said well let me just let me just put the cards on the table with that i said to him a lot of these brothers who are not saved are drawn to that movement because of the black consciousness field and inference of it because they will legitimize the idea that you can have multiple women So I think what has to happen is we have to start talking the language of the times culturally, and communicating to men about where the real issues are. No, God ain't gonna let you have ten women. He gonna let you have one, because of the God that we serve. And here is and now here's the part we gonna do. We don't talk about the ramifications of why God has said what He has said to us. See, people don't respond to God until they realize they need him. And we have to create a climate and an environment for people to recognize they need God, that's one. Two is that the reality is, like I said before, 80 to 90% George Bonner's statistics, women are in church. Sometimes women are more spiritual than men. They have more of a sensitive response than we do. But I think it's incumbent upon us, and it's a hard, hard place for us to be in, that we have to strategically create environments where men see themselves when they come to church. Because a lot of times, my young dude said to me, he was like, sometimes I walk in here, whole worship team, women. The greeters on the door, women. The ushers on the door, women. On the other side, we say, well, if the men were here, we could put them in places so that they could be seen. So it's a duality on that side. We have to find a way. For, and men are visual, so we gotta cry. We have to find a way for men to see themselves. One, when they come. Two, create the thirst for them with us in terms of, dude. If you don't get in here and get this word and learn this. Your daughter is gonna keep fooling around with some tendencies. Your son is gonna keep getting high. Your wife may start stepping out on you if you don't get centered with God. You start talking like that? Oh, that get that joke of
2: attention. But but I must say this. The thing is, it comes back down to a lot of people are walking around, like we talked about traumas last week. A lot of people are walking around with church hurts because they have tried a church a local assembly and unfortunately their experience was not good now whether it's their fault the the, the pastor's fault some member fault don't matter people hold on to those things and they tend to church hop and they may go here for a moment and then somebody offend them over there and then they'll go, go here somewhere else and go somewhere else but the thing is they just have to go backwards. i'm just telling you now it's about to go but they take those church hurts <laughs> with them And so, unfortunately, They'll see you through the lens of the hurt of the past pastor or the past church member yeah, it is true, uh, or or whomever else that did whatever. <clears> so <throat> <he> so <throat> <throat> to, I, I'm, just, I'm <coughs> just telling you the hat is about to go back, but I'm just trying to tell you. The story don't stop
3: going to Walmart go or back,
2: going to the food I'm
3: saying, line I, or going to the game. They Don't that.
2: don't shoot the messenger. I'm not saying that it's right. I'm just saying what it is. I'm just telling you what some of the problems are.
1: Okay, okay. Haven't women been hurt in church too? Yeah, but when but you they are still more, show up. But when you are more spiritually
2: mature, yeah, I got you're you. are able to navigate, navigate through navigate that. that. Yeah. Okay, here's
1: what I got. I, I got some things. I, I got three. We're gone. I got three. Y'all, y'all talk. Number one, I think church is hard for men because of the notion of surrendering. To something else. Yeah, that, that,
3: that's fast.
1: Because men are not taught that. Right. Mm-hmm. Men, women are taught or hear that they have to submit. Right? Because we go to Ephesians 5.25. Right. But what we don't do is go a little bit
3: up. To verse 26 or 23.
1: Yeah, uh, 5.22, yes. 22. It's a little bit higher where it says that all of us should submit to one another mm. in the fear of God. Mm. Right? So we... I think men struggle with surrendering because in the streets, that's, that's a sign of weakness, right? right? I, ain't, I ain't, I ain't, no, I ain't acknowledging somebody else is better than me or I got to give in to somebody else. And then I bring part of that mindset into church. That's one thing that I think. So let me ask you as a man, Help somebody that's listening, man. Why did you decide to surrender your life, man? Because a lot of, a lot of brothers, are, man, I can't do that, man. I, I'm not. I haven't been taught that. I, I don't ain't built know that, that, way. that right? Because
2: my, why did you lay? Why did you lay down man, your life, Todd? Because my life was unfulfilled. I had literally just graduated from law school. I was 25 years old, and I was not happy. And it had nothing to do with the fact that, I mean, I wasn't depressed or anything like that. It had nothing to do with my outlook on life because I had a great outlook on life. I was about to take the bar and all kind of stuff. Everything was looking rosy, but there was a sense of lack. Mm-hmm. I knew I was lacking something. And what it was is, here's the other piece. I grew up in the church. That's all I've known. And so I knew God was drawing me. He was drawing me and I was fighting. I was resisting because I wanted to go and do my own thing. And I had gotten to the point where I just didn't want to fight anymore. Mm -hmm. I knew what it was. I knew what it was. So it was, for me, it wasn't hard for me to submit because I knew that God was trying to draw me in and I just couldn't deny it anymore. And I just got to the point where I said, you know what? I'm just going to go ahead and surrender. And when I surrendered, I went completely in, never went back. I I just went because that was the other thing too. I had seen hypocrisy in the church. Uh, growing up, yeah. and what I didn't want to do is be in and out, in and out, you know, compromise. I didn't want to do any of that. Yeah. So I felt like let me get it all out of my system, whatever I'm gonna do, and then I'm just keeping it real. Let me get it all out of my system. And so if I can, you know, when I get in, I'm coming in, I'm all the way in. But I'm gonna tell you what I did struggle with. And this, I guarantee you, is a problem, particularly with millennials, because they're growing up in the same situation I grew up in. And that's not having a father. I did not know, and I struggled with trying to relate to a heavenly father when I did not have a natural father that I could understand how to be fathered so I didn't know how to be fathered I didn't know about how he could really provide with me when I had never seen that in the natural and I didn't know how uh, he could protect me when I didn't see that in the I See, I had to protect myself I had to fight for myself and so that's one of the struggles even to this to, you know i ain't gonna tell my age but this is the struggle I have even to this day uh, fighting because I fight because that's that shows a lack of trusting God yeah. to fight the battle for me. Talk. So that's why I shame people. I shame people because... I, you know, I mean, I'm it's keeping real. it real. I I I'm you. keeping yeah. it real. Just yeah. the man yeah. Just the man I, I shame people because I'm like, you ain't gonna pump me. And instead of yeah. me giving it to God and say God, take care of that and turn the other cheek. No, I ain't gonna turn no other cheek. I'm gonna pimp smack you if you come my way. <laughs> so don't come my way.
1: But that's the point I'm making here, Tom. Right. <laughs> huh? See, because when we when you're raised like that, the thought is you. I'm not giving up my life because this is mine. Right. right? right. I'm gonna fight for my life. Yeah, right? right. So, so Ray, let me ask you, man. Yeah. Like, take take Bishop out of all this, yeah. man. I believe there's some men that need to hear this, man, sure. today, right? Like, sure. why did you decide to surrender? Because it's not in our it's not in our playbook, our man code playbook. Yeah. To surrender to anybody else, man. My
3: my my relationship with God began early on because i was called to the lord as a nine-year-old so i've had supernatural experiences and exposures to the spiritual realm where it was clear that you are going to be who you are you know at nine i knew i would be who i am today so but i fought and wrestled against that the the honesty and the truth of it is i had gotten to a place where I could not make sense of my own reality and I recognized the only way that this reality is going to make sense is I have to have God yeah so through all through my teen years I'm trying to be something I'm not I'm trying to be mr. hip-hop I'm trying to be you know uh, our peer group we used to call me preachers kid it's, but I'm trying to be at the club like everybody else and I'm trying to hang like everybody else And, you're a PK. and I'm trying I'm a PK. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to drink like everybody else I, I'm trying to fornicate like everybody else. I'm trying to run the street like everybody else you get to a place where Like he said it's unfulfilling. Mm-hmm. The other side of that coin is Life doesn't make sense. It doesn't so when I got to that place that life doesn't make sense put the bishop's side and the call of God and all that aside, I'm just a human being that's trying to figure out how do I live every day. Right. And when I got there, the breaking happened. And when that breaking happened, I I, I, I tell this testimony all the time. It wasn't until I was 19 years old, I was at uh, Virginia Union. I was on the corner of Chamberlain Avenue and Lombardy. I was walking back to my dorm, coming back. Now, this is me dating myself, coming back from Ivory's nightclub.
1: Yes, sir. I remember that.
3: You you, got to remember, I I remember that. I'm coming back from Ivory's. I'm stumbling back to my dorm, and I'm drunk. And I'm telling you, I can't make it, Tom. So I'm on the corner of Chamberlain and and uh, Boulevard, I should say. You're lucky they didn't get you. Yeah, they, yeah, because you yeah, know that's a rough right. part. Yeah, that's a rough part right yeah, there. I
2: agree. So, you know, from the hood, you you easy
3: picking. Easy picking. <laughs> easy. And here, here is easy l- let me just help somebody understand. <laughs> this is the genius and the loving nature and the uh, the the hand of God. I can't make it, so I lean up against a night pole. Mm. And I slide down to my feet, and all of a sudden, a voice says to me, have you had enough yet? Sheesh. I'm 19. Have you had enough yet? I'm looking around trying to figure out who is talking to me. In 30 seconds, I sobered up quickly, and I said, yes, Lord. And I stood up and soberly walked back. Now, let me just help people understand i was drunk off mad dog 2020.
1: oh yeah that's boy. that
3: that's that that's that gasoline yes, right sir. there that's hood drink that's right a drink. hood <laughs> drink right there yeah you know 23rd street <laughs> 1100 block yeah, by yeah. Boy. Yeah. That's yeah. A drink. i'm on that sauce right there and i sobered up instantly mm. because the lord came and got me to make sense of my reality now how about this on the other side of the testimony unbeknownst to me my preaching pastor father and two of his deacons were in Richmond for a conference and came to the dorm the next day. Sheesh. So when I tell you I couldn't make sense, but the Lord was like, "Enough is enough. You're gonna be who I called you to be."
1: Yeah, that's good, man. Yeah. My my story, um, in this surrendering part because I think a lot of men fight it. Yeah, we, which we is why it. why we struggle with church. We fight it. Yeah. Um, times similar to yours. I grew up in church. But I was, you know, it's funny, man. You know, I'm an only child, so growing up, my mother was Episcopal. Yeah. And my dad was Baptist. Mm -hmm. They told me, you can go to church, just pick one. So I go with my mom. Sole reason, honestly, church was 55 minutes.
3: Mm -hmm. (laughs) Right?
1: (laughs) We out. He got one closing. Yeah, listen. (laughs) Listen, man, we out. (laughs) So, but growing up, man, played basketball. So, so you know, Ray um, had a great life. Only child, sport didn't want for nothing. But like you, when I was in college, I just felt like there was just something missing, man. I I used to describe it like a like a like a donut. Like I had all the things around, but that that centerpiece, right? Yeah. There was a void, yeah, right. Yeah. So for me, I distinctly remember it was July fifth, nineteen ninety three. I'm sitting in my room at my at my mom and dad's house. I just graduated, undergrad. Bible on the bed. Tears running down my eyes. And I said, Lord, I can't do this no more. Look at here. I can't do it no more. Look at here. Um, that I, I'm tired. That you feel like you're running. You're tired. You feel like you're trying to. You're and, and then you, you catch something. And as soon as you get it, you think that's it. And then that ain't it. Mm-hmm. And then you're just tired of chasing. Right. And yes, that night I gave my life to the Lord. I surrendered. And you know, for me, yeah, it was the for it was the phone case, it was but my mouth.
3: <laughs> I remember that, Kevin Swan. <laughs> <was> my mouth. <laughs> man.
1: Cause make it up cuss words time. <laughs> <Dude>. <laughs> time. I used to make them up. I remember Dude. that, Kevin Swan. Playing ball, talk yeah. trash. Yeah, I remember that cover. Cussing Swann. people out on the court, man. I'm That's telling you, it. listen, man. Very similar. Listen. Very similar. And yeah. I'm telling you The night I gave my life to the Lord, one of the first things that the Lord did, he broke that. Yeah. Just like that. Right? Took away that desire to even want to say those things, yeah, yeah, and so yeah. surrendering I is. I don't is, know if he took away the desire. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. You catch <laughs> him in the right situation on the, the right, right day. <laughs> is right. Cause, 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 like, you don't forget how to do Sanctification yeah. yeah. it, it's, it's still a work. It's still that. a work, Todd. It's okay. still
2: okay. a work. Okay, all right.
1: I'm just saying. Okay, I don't know if he took away the desire. I use King James. That's what I'm saying. I'm just trying to say. I, don't, don't hate there's the, the words yet. of King James. Don't and, you hate know, the message. Hell yet. and King James. Dude, I just want you to in the, the Bible. This is the Bible. Don't hate the message. Yet. See, I grew up Coptic. So yeah. Don't hate the message. Yet. Well, then you, you know, say. King James? Then I know I mean, King James. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But but, yeah. The, but the point is that there's some brothers. So so surrendering is always the hardest step. Yes. Yes. But if you can get past that first step, mm-hmm. I think to your point women ain't got to be more spiritual than the men and yeah. men are just willing to accept that, right?
2: But or he more submissive than men. But, he draws, but that like, don't mean you I accept it, Like, How long know,
1: did it take for him to draw you, right? He,
2: he, like he, he ah. was, But see, I got saved long as suffering. a teenager. I got saved yeah. when I was 12 and I backslid very shortly thereafter because no one taught me how to be discipled. Right. Yeah. As, you know, right. They, they weren't yeah. discipling children back then. Right. They would just yeah. put you in Sunday school and that was it. And they call it discipleship, but it really wasn't. Right. And so... I, you know, backslid and it wasn't till I graduated from law school studying for the bar mm-hmm. and I gave my life because I said like you, Lord, I'm doing tears my I'm tired. I'm just tired. That's I, just that's just the word. I mean, everything you were saying was, yes. was exactly I'm just tired. I'm tired. Cause I knew he was drawing me. It was a void. Yeah. And yeah. I knew it was him.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: And I was just
1: tired. And so that brings me to the second point, right? and why I don't think men come to church. You just said it. I think. You said it too early about men don't see their place, right? Mm-hmm. And and maybe the worship and the experience mm-hmm. of, of church feels to a lot of men
3: feminine is feminine. Feminine. Mm-hmm. Right.
1: Because we don't worship like that. Right. Or we don't praise like that. Right. And maybe men process a little bit differently. So mm-hmm. let's talk about our worship now. Yeah, sure. Right? Sure. Like, I love that. How did you get to the place where you became okay with Worshipping God in church because a lot of men struggle with that. So that was easy actually
2: because I grew up in a Pentecostal church. Right. Yes, so in a, in a Pentecostal <laughs> church, yeah, 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 in a Pentecostal yeah. church, you know yeah. we are very passionate about our worship. Yeah. And uh, but what I learned though when when I when I uh started going to Calvary, the church I'm at now, I learned the difference between praise and worship yes because in the pentecostal church growing up they were real big on praise Mm -hmm. but they weren't really big on worship Mm -hmm. right and 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 and, and what i mean by that is they they would dance and, and you know and they would shout and they would you know yell and scream But to enter in where you are, Mm. you're bowing your will, Mm. and you are submitting your heart Mm. to him in your life, because worship is a lifestyle. Worship is just not a lifting of the hands and saying, Lord, I love you. It's a lifestyle. Mm -hmm. And so you don't come to church on Sunday to worship. You should be worshiping Him Monday through Sunday. Absolutely. And so those who come who worship Monday through Sunday, when you get to church on Sunday, it's easy because... All you are doing is just repeating what you've been doing all week long, and so for me, even as a backslid uh, slider, I would listen to worship music. It would that would be the last thing I listen to going to sleep.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: I would listen to because he was drawing me as a teenager, so I would listen. So it was nothing for me to literally as a teenager have tears in my eyes just listening to work even in a backslidden condition because he said i'm married to the backsliding." talk mean right there yes sir and so he was married yes, to sir. me i belonged i, I was already marked mm-hmm. and so by the time i got back in the fold as a believer mm-hmm. and 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 getting in church i was excited to be a believer again I was excited just to be in relationship with him. So it was nothing for me. Like, when I, like, get in the presence of God, I cry. That's mm-hmm. that's me. That's yeah. how I respond. I mean, it, it's silent tears. I, I just, I can't help it. And I, and, I mean, and I've been, and it's funny you mentioned this, it's times where I'm mindful or cognizant of the fact that i'm crying and i try to wipe the face real yeah, fast man. yeah i try yeah, yeah, I, man. I, I mean i do You're i try to wipe real face. quick you know you know try to try to get myself <laughs> together but i can't help it because i am so grateful just that he loves me. When you realize how good he is. And how good he's been, yeah. despite my trifling son. Man, <laughs> so, I'm just talking <laughs> and, with, and, and, with and that him. you are trifling. I just want people to know.
1: Whatever, <laughs> you, you call are, me his
2: son. You, you trifle. So, you are trifling. He tri- call tri- me yeah. his son. So, that's all I care about. Because my name is in the, did, the book. I just want and you so to know. And so, that's all I'm saying. But, because I recognize he loves me. Yeah, man. It's so easy For me to lift up my hands and tune everybody else out because I could care less what you
1: think. But that's the point I want to ask you, Ray. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Because men will give it up at a game. Yeah. Men will give it up at home when they're watching TV, in the stadium, at the concert, in the public setting. But when we come to church, it's almost as if like
3: you're gonna get, get stoic. You feel
1: like you stuff. a fish out of water. What, what right?
3: helped me uh, was seeing. I'm gonna call some names of men that mentored me in this area. So I agree. With them. First of all, let me say everything Taun said about worship and the Pentecostal church is absolutely true. I grew up that same way, and so. Uh, and helping people to understand that worship is a lifestyle that happens Monday through Saturday outside of the Sunday experience. It's reflected when you lift your hands yeah. and the posture of your heart. That's most, that's the most important thing about that. But when I saw men like a Kevin Gould, uh, who went to UVA, played football, uh, a Derek Williamson, that was another athlete that was a mentor of mine. When I saw uh, a Larry Gould, his brother, when I saw them in, ha- in church with their hands lifted up and then they That's were free. real everyday men outside of church That's that right there is what brings the transition so let me say to the brothers that are gonna watch this and see this uh, and that are watching us right now and those are the catch on the replay it is so important for you to model to the next generation how important it is for us let me use this word to be tender before the Lord like Anton when he cries me I did not got to the place now where uh, well, I'll use you as an example when I saw you and we were young ministers. We were young in our 20s back then. Uh, Kevin Swan, in terms of his dynamic of who he is as a person, when he was in the world, he's the exact same. But he's in the church, he's the exact same. He don't care what you think. Mm-hmm. So for him, when he worshiped God, he break protocol and go straight to the altar, mm-hmm. and ain't nobody else there. Mm-hmm. And it's him, and it could be thousands of people around him. And so I started to do the same kind of stuff. In my early 20s when I was ministering, but it was the men who showed me how to worship God, that showed me how to connect with God, that showed me. Now, this may sound a little crazy, but you don't have to be soft and whack to be a man that's a Christian that loves God. First time I ever saw a preacher preaching a sweatsuit, I said, Oh, I'm free now. Yeah. I can preach in a sweatsuit and sneakers i'll never forget it like it was yesterday uh it was uh we preached together at harvest fest god bless his soul my man mike green gone on to be with the lord and we preached at doris miller and when i had no suits on we went in sneakers jeans sweatsuits and we were everyday brothers but we love jesus yeah. i think that is so important today for men to do that for the next generation of young boys following behind us.
2: I agree. And Bishop used to, uh, when I was young, young in the Lord, Bishop would, uh, Bishop Courtney McMath, would call the men to the altar yeah. and have us worship because he wanted to kind of break that whole stronghold of Fearing how you look look. or fearing what others may think, you know, and it was men, men up in there and they were in there worshiping, crying before the Lord and just weeping and, and just, just loving God and just it, it comes back to a gratitude when you for real grateful that he brought you out the mess that you've been in. Look here, man. you you going to forget about everybody else and what they may man. think about you in your worship. And you're going to be like, forget y'all. I'm going to get mine in because I know without him I should be in jail. I should be yes, uh, homeless. I should be doped up. I should be a whole lot of stuff. And then growing up the way I grew up, my brother and I, should we we escaped we literally, literally escaped.
3: You about to make me break out into a praise right Come now. On. Yeah, we man.
2: Gate to babies,
3: I should have had that I Come didn't on. have. We escaped. God. Look at here. That part right there. That part. Uh-huh. That part yeah, we
2: escaped, bro. Yeah. You know, we look yeah. back on our lives and the things that, you know, even when I told you about not being able to relate to a father figure, God showed me, even in that, there was some redemption in that because He said, I spared you from being raised by your father. Oh, Cause Lord. God, I almost we... broke into a tongue, y'all. Lord, and have he... I spared you from being raised. Raised by your biological father because he was an addict for 20 plus years. And he me. said, I would not allow that to be. But the very things that you thought that you needed from a natural father, I did for you personally. Yeah. That's why I went to Norfolk State on a full scholarship. Talk. Jesus paid my college tuition.
1: Lord That's why
2: I went to law school the last two years on a full ride. Because he paid my scholarship. Talk he right did there. it. I walked into my first job, thought I was networking, and the man hired me on the spot. Because he He paid my way. I came to him to day one and got a raise day one walking in the door while also being getting bonuses from Bank of America still on their payroll because they said that we didn't want to let you go off the payroll, so we'll keep you on the books. And you could, uh, if you decide that you don't like that job, you could come back to us. And so I was still getting bonuses from them while getting a raise day one over here because that's the God that will set you up in a way that you, it would take uh, somebody talk. else twenty years to do, but He'll do it for you in a moment. And that's Jeez. why, as come with the train, move it to Hampton in January and get sworn in in June. Mm. That's the God we serve. Yes, yes Lord. Man, you and, and this get is
1: what this is what the men need to see, though. Yeah, man, this is what men need to hear. And sometimes I will tell you all, as far as the worship is concerned, um, that was not my experience. Mm. And and this is, and I believe that there's some guys out there that can identify. That wasn't my journey. I wasn't raised in a free Expressive. worshiping environment. Yeah, in an Episcopal church is very regimented. It's is you do the same thing every week?
2: Do y'all clap in
1: the Episcopal? You church? better not. Really. Yeah, you better very, not. Very
3: liturgical.
1: I Christmas, I, Christmas, right? I can't remember times where I clapped. I can't remember times where I said amen or heard amen. You you stood up and you sat down at different times in, in the service. Um, it was very consistent. We had a book of common prayer. You, you went through the book. So it's more. it was yeah. more closely aligned to Catholicism.
3: Catholicism, yeah. electionary, yeah. yeah.
1: Than it was charismatic, mm-hmm. right? And so for me now, to your point, uh, I have grown in my um, freedom of worship, mm-hmm. realizing God has been too good, that even what I saw, I, I got a break from that. Right. And I think that's that's a story that sometimes a lot of men need to hear that whatever you saw, <laughs> Wait,
3: you don't broke through now.
1: You got to break through. <laughs> them, right. And, and and but sometimes it's hard for men to do that. Right. Yeah. And so hopefully hearing this and seeing this video, you know, whatever, they can they can get the confidence to do that because you do it everywhere else. Right. Right. So why can't you do it in the house of God?
3: I, I think it's key to what Anton said. Sometimes God has to allow us to be put in crucible moments to where we have to acknowledge and recognize uh like that movie from the boys in the hood you better kneel down and pray with me and recognize the strength Mm -hmm. you have to recognize the strength of god and sometimes for men we're not just coming to the lord because you tell us about him we have to experience him to know him for ourselves and once we get to that place, now we get revealed to the different dimensions of who God is. And so you wouldn't know that he's a healer until you ever got sick. Correct. You, you wouldn't know he was a weight maker until you ever got in the jam. Correct. So for men, sometimes it's better to allow them the process where women may respond um, uh, uh, faster and quicker, allow men to go to the go through the process because God will come for you he because will. He loves you because He loves you.
1: Yes. Now, now that brings me to my my I feel like I'm preaching. That's my third right? <laughs> my third point of why why. So the, you know the first one was men struggle with surrendering. Yeah. This one was looking at worship and and making it yeah. fit. The third one is I think men struggle with doing community. Well.
3: Isolation, yeah. We do isolation.
1: Okay. And here is, you Uh-oh. know, you mentioned earlier Uh-oh. it needs to be a problem sometimes. Uh-huh. But the flip side to that is when most men are confronted with an issue, we go into isolation. Yeah, we uh, we go into a hole. Yeah. We don't feel comfortable sharing our stuff.
2: Uh-oh. So, when you said when it comes to a problem, when it comes to a problem that they're dealing with, yes, a personal th- issue, personal personal issue yes, that is true. Church ain't, that I'm not true. going to church, I, I, I should I, I go because I church. ain't gonna needles, go to tell my business
1: all these statement because it makes me look weak, yeah, I don't know how people gonna receive me, right? How you gonna look, yes. So, a great part of that
2: now, if we got to be honest, a great part of that is because in the church we gossip like crazy, we do, everybody running their mouth, everybody Running their mouth Doing. And so because we know People gossip And we know everybody's Business Why wouldn't we not think That you gonna tell my business mm-hmm. Which
1: is why then men, men go through their struggles In a hole In a in private home.
3: place That's true
1: We on an island As That's I tell true. our brothers and, That's and, true. And, and now I got all this stuff I'm dealing with I got home issues I got money issues mm-hmm. Maybe stuff I dealt with As a ah. kid I got all this stuff That I'm dealing with And I ain't got no place to lay, it out. to lay it and to talk to anybody mm-hmm. about it, and this is where I think the church has done the greatest disservice yes. to men. Yeah, mm-hmm. because if no other place, there should be a safe place in the church for men to just open up and admit. Maybe I did get touched when I was a child. Mm-hmm. Maybe something did happen to me when I was young. Maybe mm-hmm. I I don't know how to be a husband, mm-hmm. and and there's no shame in admitting it. But in the streets, you ain't doing that.
3: No, you nah, tell man. it all out in the we, streets.
1: We, nah, we're not man. doing that. Well, the nah, reality man. is,
3: is that unfortunately, like Tanya said, the streets has a better code than the church sometimes. Absolutely. So they will hold stuff <sighs> and keep stuff, and they, and and they'll go to their grave with it and ride or dies off for real. And the church, we have too much of a gossip train that runs around, which is why I say this. Uh, you and I, we do this a lot all the time anyway. When we have meetings with men, what, what we say in this room, stay in this room. That's right. And if we hear about it, then we know who we come coming to because we know who was here. Mm-hmm. So it's important to create that level of transparency and then also accountability so the men can have a place to be safe at to get stuff off of their chest. The other part of it is you cannot be afraid. I know I said this last week, but you can't be afraid to ask for help. And so sometimes, you know, one of the greatest experiences I had over over at uh, CRC is with a man named Jack Rose. Mm-hmm. I just started making some money. I was a young minister on staff. I'm doing well, and then I saw his Jaguar, and I was I think I was 34, 33 years old, and I said, "Let me sit in it." And Jack Rose went off on me. He said, "You ain't sitting in this car." He said, don't you even think about sitting in this car. He said, you don't even think about getting a car like this until you buy your wife. He said, tell me again how many kids you got. I said, I got four. He said, you buy your wife a minivan and a house first. And then after you pay both of them off, then you think about getting a car like this. He spared my life in terms of me wasting money. Yeah. So sometimes the environment like that helps you when men see you about to do something crazy they act like men and they tell you, no, you don't need to do that. You need to do this right here. Yeah. But we got to create that community and sacred safety is what I call it. Yeah. Sacred be safety. Be safe. It got to be
2: a safe
1: and, and, space. But how did you get past that? Because you, you talk often about a lot of men in your life in the church that, that you grew up with or they helped you. Right? How did you get to the point where you could trust? Because I, I, I do think a lot of men want a mentor or somebody. But it's that trust piece, man.
2: Well, you know what? It took years, to be quite mm-hmm. honest, because trust takes years to build. I mean, when, when you about to dig deep into some some serious stuff, and then I think the, you said something earlier about crisis. Mm-hmm. When a crisis hits you, yeah. oh, you'll talk to somebody. Yeah. <laughs> you crisis, may. Now, you, I don't know, Tom. Because some you you people are going to talk to somebody. You're going to talk to somebody. You may not talk to somebody in the church. He right about but that. But you're going to talk to somebody. Right. You're going to say to somebody. So you're going to say something to somebody. Yeah. You're going to say something to somebody. And so uh, I was going through some spiritual things, and uh, it was Jack Rose. And he was the one that I talked to because I used to watch him. And I just, again, I, I'm, a, I'm an observer. I, I watch people. I watch you walk before I kind of approach you or 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 say much. He, he and i have you know talk you know maybe surface stuff yeah but it was him and i went to him and, and shared some stuff man it was the best talk i had just to share you know things that i was dealing with some challenges and because of that actually he is like a grandfather to my son mm-hmm. he i mean my son calls him papa and i mean he literally is like my dad i mean like like It's stupid how God, you know, puts people together. It's crazy. And so, uh, and and that was a relationship that was fortunate. And the funny part is, mom Vow, his wife Mm -hmm. was like that to Don. And that was part of how funny we came together. Mm -hmm. Because she knew that Don had seen me or had an interest in me. And when I mentioned it to them, they were like, Okay. Because they already knew. So yep. God is, has a weird way of putting relationships yes.
3: together. Now, like it was crisis for me. I think that's, a, I think that's what, what he's saying is key to men, relationships. God has a way of putting relationships together. So men need relationships with other men, like I'm saying before, that can provide the counsel, be the safe space, and also provide the wisdom, but also the correction. Yeah, because that joke could dig in me in a heartbeat. Should <laughs> I just tell
2: you? <laughs> 'Cause you know, I'm rough. So 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 I mean, how he described uh that's it, ain't that him? Yeah, that's him. That's him. So I'm rough. So I can't be around no weak man. Cause a weak man, I eat him up. Right. So it got to be somebody yeah. that is hardcore more than I am. Yeah. Right. And he's more hardcore. Than this. <laughs> you know? Clayton. Yeah. Clayton. Clayton is. And they, they, they oh yeah. They all. All my. All my mentors were 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 military Shhh. men. Clayton didn't say so I'm like, words ca- words ca- me. career military men, <laughs> and so they were like old school. Rough, yeah. And so but I gravitated towards that not necessarily because uh, they were military or whatever I, I didn't discover that till later but I gravitated towards really really tough dudes because I knew I couldn't be around someone that I considered to be on the weak side because yeah. my personality would not it wouldn't help me. Yeah. It would do me no good.
1: So then mm. how do we, because mm-hmm. we, we, we got to lay in this plane, man. This this show today is so good. Uh, how do we create or foster an environment in church where men will gravitate? They, they want to be a part of it. They come to stuff. They are engaged. I mean, I spent a lot of time. I know, Ray, you probably do too, you know. I know that women naturally do this, right? Because they ain't nothing for the sisters when somebody going through something. Yeah. They're going to meet. They're going to get a bottle of wine. Yeah, get together. They're going to sit around, and talk they're going to have a conversation, mm-hmm. right? That ain't what we do. Mm-hmm. No, we don't do that. Mm-hmm. So then how do we? What do, what do we create at the church where it is something that a brother would say, man, if I'm going through, man, at least the church would be one of the places, where, like you said, I'm going to talk to somebody.
3: It, I think it's true it got to be the tr- uh, i think it's we have to be very strategic mm-hmm. in you know the men's fellowships that we have mm-hmm. schedule them whether it's quarterly or bi-monthly to ensure that the men are there when we get there that's when for you and I because we're in lead roles transparency has got to hit the floor first so we have to be the first ones to start to open up and to talk and to share and I mean within reason, because I just said this today, that I don't think the church has graduated to a place where they can handle the the pastor's frailties. That's a whole other I agree. show. That's a no, whole no, other agree.
1: show. 100%. That's a whole, that. whole
3: other show that we, we can that. have that conversation. We yes. haven't graduated to that point yet. Yes. But there, we have to be able to have a level of transparency and then come to the accountability to say, what we do here stays here. And then that has to walk through a process of where it's proven to be true so that stuff doesn't get out you got to go through some cycles of that can i go deeper
2: what i would also suggest and i saw that them doing it at calvary they would talk to those who are younger uh like 40 and under they would talk to them and say you need to find you a mentor in the church in a local assembly find you someone." who you can build a relationship with that you can actually, and they will encourage that type of relationship. They will encourage the older saints to uh, find a mentee. You should be mentoring at least one person uh, uh, intimately. And they will encourage that because what it does is if you start building a relationship, yeah, initially it will be surface, But as they watch you mm-hmm. and as they see that they can truly trust you With their frailties with their pain with their trauma with their mistakes uh, Mm. they will open up more and the more they open up with you and you respond the way God wants you to respond that's when you start to get the real person Mm -hmm. the real Else, know yeah. That's when you start getting that stuff, and they'll tell you stuff, and you be like, "Wow, they shared that." Yeah, they shared that because you're a safe place. And if you're a safe place, and I know that you're you're not going to judge me, yeah, that's you're going mean, to pray yeah. for me, you're going to correct me, but also you're going to keep my confidence because you're you're going to cover me. Uh oh, key word, cover me. You're going to cover me. Not that notice. I didn't say. I'm going to allow you to continue with your foolishness give you an excuse and give you an excuse for your, your foolishness. No, I'm going to cover you in a sense of there's a safe place while you heal. There's going to be a covering where the wolves can't get to you Yeah, because there's wolves in the church. Yes, And we have to be mindful and smart enough to mm-hmm. know that there's wolves in the church. Them with you now. And so you cover them as they heal. And you pray for them as they heal. And you don't abuse them. Right.
3: Mm-hmm. So it's but a that, whole lot of men you can't talk to about stuff on. you got going at home because they go right after. And women, too. Yeah. They go right after your husband, right after your wife, right. and then misuse, right. your yourself. Right.
2: So you don't abuse them because I think I, I will be afraid to abuse someone that God has placed in my care as a mentee. Talk because right I will be afraid of the wrath of God. You fear God.
3: The wrath, But you know. The wrath of
1: God. <laughs> That's a whole nother show. That yeah. Because there are a lot of people feel, don't I, fear a God. Lot like that stuff
3: would stop if jokers like Ananias' fire star
2: dropping dead right on the, the floor.
1: Yes. Yeah yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, That ain't that oh, ain't, oh ain't you
3: talking have prof,
2: now. Oh yeah, prophets like Samuel and yeah. say, Where is her? Yeah. Could I hear yeah. the 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 bleeping of sheep she, in my ear. <laughs> and That's my favorite. You know, that's my favorite. Cause that Joker said, "Give me his, give me your soul." So yes. right. Yes, he, shh. Yes, he did. Yeah, he did. Shh. That's that's a why a lot like of this stuff Testament. will be over with. That that we, have old Testament some, Testament yeah, we have some quick. That's rap. why I like Old Testament. Yeah, Sammy didn't play.
1: Cause you like law. That's I like what you love. do. I like <laughs> that's what you do in your go, day go, job. Ain't,
2: ain't no love and grace. Yeah, on ain't, ain't no, no love, love and grace. grace. You go. You go talk to somebody else over there about love and grace. Yes. Yeah,
1: it right. real quick, man. Yeah. I just know, man, that you're right. So the safe space, let me speak to that real quick. Because yeah. at, our, at our church, we've done them, and men have opened up tremendously. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just my heart's desire that on a Sunday, I want to, yes, and we sir. do have good numbers of men, but I would love to see on a Sunday more men than women.
3: Absolutely. Just one Sunday. Mm-hmm.
1: Um and I know when you look at the roles and stuff, you know, yes, it's always skewed mm-hmm. to women. Um, we know we do our analytics on our social media posts. Mm-hmm. When women. you look at the demographics, it's predominantly women. Mm-hmm. But there's got to be a place and a space for the brothers where they can come and feel like... And and I just hope that men would accept it. It's just... It's just you just don't see it, man.
3: We got to talk men's issues also. And I think um, sometimes we can be guilty of catering to women mm-hmm. and the delivery of our messages mm-hmm. because men don't Oh, Now, Pentecostal men do, charismatic men do, but sometimes we have to appeal to logic and reason and stuff that makes sense and our delivery of our messages so that that dude, when he go home, he feel like, I learned something today. I like, This works. I, I, I You are so on point. Darius Daniels, mm-hmm. that's my dude. He right there. did a
2: series called Manology, mm-hmm. and I've been watching him. I mean, I was watching him before that, but I fell in love with his ministry after that because he he, he said, "I I I know I'm called to men, to 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 mentor men and to minister to men," and so when you look at his church, you can see there are quite a number of men in yeah. that church. And I think, uh, as Ray was saying, we have to be strategic and how we minister to men. Cause I think men attract men. Yeah, I do. Yeah. I really believe when men see that men, cause that was one of the things that attracted me to Calvary. When I went in there and I saw all the men and one number of men ushers and, you know, men on talk the praise right there. Talk and, right there. Yeah. And, 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 you know, they were men, men, they, they you know, they were not just, you know, just men, they were men, men. And I was like, wow. I was like, okay. I said there's something about this church that attracts men. Yeah. Let me see what it is.
1: Yeah.
2: And then when I stood around and I saw what I said, okay, I see why. Yeah. And that was it. That's all
1: she wrote. Yeah, it's been good today. We, we got a bounce. I uh, want to thank everybody for listening, watching, checking us out. Leave your comment, Facebook and YouTube. Let us know your thoughts on the show. Until next time, be blessed and be a blessing to someone else. This is The
0: Crew. Peace. Okay, I hope you loved it as much as we did. Thank you for joining us for another fire show for the crew listen you can catch us on youtube facebook instagram and any streaming platform that you're using for your podcast share with a friend expand the family listen we're trying to do this thing with all of you as often as we possibly can we're looking forward to you joining us again for our next show